Thank you to Wildcare and Wildlife Acoustics for sponsoring the Bat Chat podcast. Can you hear that? We can. Wildlife Acoustics creates the world's leading bat acoustic monitoring tools, designed to help scientists make impactful discoveries for our biologically diverse planet, turning this into this. Visit wildlifeacoustics.com to learn more. Wildcare are committed to supporting the ecology industry and are specialists in supplying a large range of monitoring, conservation and habitat management products, as well as equipment hire and service and repair. With a large range of products coupled with friendly and expert help and advice, Wildcare is a favourite supplier for ecologists nationwide. Go to wildcare.co.uk to see the full range and quote BatChat at the checkout for 10% off all bat detectors and bat boxes. Welcome back to Bat Chat, the award-winning podcast from the Bat Conservation Trust for anyone with a fascination or interest in these amazing nocturnal creatures. I'm Steve Rowe, and this is Bat Chat Series 5. Yes, hello, we are back continuing with a brand new series, and episodes will be released every other Wednesday from now until spring next year. If you're new to Bat Chat, welcome along. I'm Steve Rowe, I'm an ecologist, and in my spare time, a trustee for the Bat Conservation Trust. Last week, we had a species-specific episode following our listener survey at the end of the last series, as several of you asked for that. Another request from that survey has been to find out more about what local bat groups are up to, and so this week, we're off to Wiltshire. Laycock Abbey lies a few miles south of Chippenham and has a spectacular soprano pipistrelle maternity roost, which is now counted by Wendy Priest and volunteers from Wiltshire Bat Group. Back in June, Wendy, who now works for the National Trust, invited me to help her undertake one of her counts for the National Bat Monitoring Programme. Laycock Village is largely owned by the National Trust, and we join Wendy as we sit on the lawn of the Abbey, waiting for it to get dark, with its parkland behind being grazed by sheep on a calm summer's evening. As you can probably hear, in the background, we're surrounded by sheep and swifts, and it's a very still, warm evening in the middle of June, and fans of Harry Potter will know where I am quite well. I'm at Laycock Abbey, which has been used as a film location in several of those films, and I'm here with Wendy Priest from Wiltshire Bat Group. Wendy, do you want to tell us exactly where we are and what we're doing here tonight? Hi, Steve. Yes, we are here to count the soprano pipistrelles, It's a maternity roost and uh, I have a group of volunteers and we count the bats and it gets recorded on the National Bat Monitoring Programme. Um, It's a very important roost. There has been, the maximum amount has been 1,078 bats. So it is of high importance and this evening we're here to count it. We'll come more on to why this is quite a notable roost in a minute. Uh, We've actually heard from you before you dropped the podcast uh, voicemail last year to tell us how much you loved bat chat and you actually did you get into bats because of the roost you were told about in your rented property at Mottisfont? Yes so we rented a property from the National Trust and it had a Barberstale maternity roost in the roof which is quite unusual because they are a forest bat but it was a known roost and that was what sparked my initial interest. I mean, we're going back five years now. 
so I speedily went out to purchase my first bat detector, um, which was a bat baton, um, which basically it, you don't need to tune it, it records and then transfers onto a laptop. Um, and then I superseded that with my echo meter touch um, and recorded many thousands of bats. I think I had about <laughs> 4,000 recordings um, from that property. And then last July, we moved here to Wiltshire. And um, absolutely thrilled to discover I've got a soprano maternity pipistrelle roost in the garden. In the, it's actually in the neighbour's roof, but they fly over and I can see them from my garden. Um, and I was absolutely amazed by that. And there's, we've got 143 there at the moment, which will increase when all the babies start flying in a few weeks' time. Nice. I remember you were very excited to say you were making a cup of tea at 4am when you found it. <laughs> yes, they were swarming. They were swarming outside of my cottage and there was quite a few at the time. I think there was about 30 at the time. Um, and then I've been regularly monitoring that roost as well. Um, and thrilled when they all came back on April the 1st this year. Nice. They returned. So really happy. And how have you ended up taking over the MBMP count here at Laycock? Okay, so Tony Brazier monitored this roost for 20 years and he asked if somebody would like to take it over because I think he wants to go and travel and do other things. Um, so I said, yes, please. And um, we met up last December and um, he handed over the roost, explained um, where the bats come out and that there has been many other species here. Um, and it's all very exciting. The roost has been featured on the Guardian website and I think they described it as gargoyles that spit out fur, wings and fluff basically, wasn't it? Tell us about where the roost is and how these bats emerge to them. Right, so the roost is at the top of Sharrington's Tower and there is at the top there is uh, gargoyles all the way round the edge. And the bats actually emerge from the gargoyles' mouths. There's about five entrances that they use. Um, and it's quite a sight watching them emerge. We counted 438 bats last Saturday. And this roost does get over to 1,000. And watching them coming out is just absolutely incredible. And like you say, peak count has been over 1,000. Yeah. So I've, I've only been here during the day many years ago. I've, not, I've never been here to count the bats out, so I'm really looking forward to seeing this spectacle. Um, we've brought the IR camera with us tonight to try and get a film of it. How many other species have been recorded in the wider area? Do we know? Wiltshire has 17 of the species of British bats here. Um, Laycock has quite a few species within the grounds. We're very lucky that the River Avon runs along the boundary and that's a very important um, for bats. All bats need water. We do get the Dorbenton's bats from the river coming across and we watch them actually. When you're counting the bats, they are almost inquisitive. And a couple of weeks ago, they were flying around Richard. He was sitting... And the Dorbentons was flying round and round and round watching him. It was fascinating. Yeah, so there's lesser horseshoes actually hibernate here in the building. We had our very first Lysler's bat 
that I recorded a few weeks ago here, which has never been recorded in 20 years. That's really exciting. Quite a rare bat um, and obviously becoming more popular. So that was really exciting news. Wiltshire Bat Group were very excited about that. Yeah, I mean, the grounds are lovely. Like you were saying, we've got... We're sat on quite a manicured lawn in front of Shankton's Tower and the rest of the Abbey. To the right, like you say, on the boundary, you can just about see the path of the Avon. Loads of really large lime trees and willows. And then behind us, loads of sheep grazing. Basically pasture parkland, isn't it, with a load of oaks in the distance and then the wider Wiltshire countryside into the distance. So it's a really nice setting. What do the National Trust think about the bats here? Do they tell the public about them? During the day visitors go up there, do you know whether the roost chatter can be heard up there when the public go up there? I don't believe that they can actually access up to the top. There is um, the table from William Sharrington that I know that you can go and see. Hmm. But um, the chatter, they don't start to chatter till just before they emerge, which you will hear later. Normally just after half past nine they get really, really chatty. The... National Trust are obviously very interested in all the lovely bats that they have. So, and obviously they are more than happy for us to come and count and do our surveys. And what is it that the Wiltshire Bat Group are up to at the moment? What sort of other projects apart from MBMP counts? Well, we, um, the, the Wiltshire Bat Group are very active. Um, there is lots and lots of counts going on in different areas. There's lots of bat walks. Um, Wiltshire Bat Group are on Facebook, Twitter. Um, they have a website, which is Wiltshire Mammals. Um, it's always best if you're interested. They're very keen on new volunteers. So there's always lots and lots to take part in, lots of hibernation roosts. All sorts of counts are always going on. They're very active. So this one's counted for the MBMP, and you say you count the one at home for the MBMP. Yeah. What would you say to listeners of Batchat who are thinking oh, I'd quite like to do account for the MBMP what would you be your top tips for them? Go onto the website and there is loads of advice on how you can become a volunteer and how to take, how to take part best thing is to find your local Bat group send them an email and say that you would like to join the Bat group It's they're very very nominal fees and then you, they will sign you up to certain people and then you can sort of go and take part so I remember when you left the voicemail, I was really impressed at how enthusiastic you are. What is it about, well, both bats and the nocturnal world that you love so much? I think because I work in a vets and we occasionally have had bats brought in and nobody really knows what to do. The, the vets do have knowledge and they do their best, but as far as somebody to care for the bats there isn't any really many people that are also busy so I have actually completed a bat care course and I've been to lots of uh, lots of online courses as well in bat care and I did have my first little bat a couple of weeks ago mm. um, sadly didn't make it but I was able you know poor little thing was in a box for three days the owner of the property didn't know what to do with it um, so I sort of got it when it was sort of not at its best but sadly very broken wing um and um yes i was going to take it to the vets um but uh, it did pass away in in the night this could be one of my volunteers i've got a newbie coming come. yeah. right where were we watch your neck like that <laughs> 
I always think that workers should have deck chairs for this sort of thing. You know, one of my volunteers brings a deck chair and Good he idea. absolutely makes me laugh. He's brilliant, Richard. He's so he absolutely is a massive fan of yours. And he couldn't come tonight. He really makes me laugh. Come to this massive deck chair. And he's my, one of my most loyal, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah, we haven't said how tall this thing is. It's um, oh, quite a lot. Yeah. It's when, Wendy's now just pulled out like the pamphlet for Laycock. Come on, what's in that? What does that say? It's very intense. Isn't it? It's got a contents page and everything. Did you not expect him to do this? No. You can have this. Can I? Do you like it? Why not? Yeah, you have this. Um, that's so the tower room. The, the tower room is in here. So that's got that. That's William Sharrington's special table. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't think it says how tall it is. By the way, enough to do your necking after an hour's worth of counting, but yeah, it does. Yeah. So why is it called Sharrington's Tower? What's the history behind that then? It's named after William Sharrington, who purchased. Uh, the Abbey in 1540 and he paid the enormous fee of £783 um, so it was a nunnery before that for 300 years and then Henry VIII came on the throne and he sort of disbanded all the monasteries and William Sharrington was actually somebody that went round purchasing the monasteries and the nunneries for themselves um, but that was uh, quite a bargain. So you've got a new volunteer along tonight. Tom's just arrived, so you've just given him a crash course in how to count bats out. <laughs> Wiltshire has got pretty much all of the UK species, as you were saying earlier. Yes. Have you got a favourite species? Gosh, I like, I, I do like the long ears because they look as though they're smiling, but also I think the horseshoes do. The greater horseshoes have got lips. <laughs> Uh, there's something adorable about all of them. I am a bit crazy about all of them. I obviously love the soprano pips because I have them in the garden and I have them here. Um, and the Dorbentons, they come up and they fly around and they're so curious. Noctuals are just wonderful. And the, they all are. They're all really special. I don't think actually I can pick a favourite. Well, we've got another volunteer yes, coming down the path. Yes, this is Dee. Right, shall we get set up then and uh, wait for it to get dark? So it's just gone half nine. Twilight's just starting to arrive and Wendy thinks she's had the first bat house already. So all the kit's set up. We've got Tom and Sue around the far corner of the tower, counting out that side and then Wendy myself around the slightly busier side with the infrared camera running. So we shall wait and see. Exciting. Oh, and there's a nocturne going over somewhere. So they've just started to emerge now with a lovely background track of a nocturne in the background. We'll sit here, you know, and we'll go, isn't this lovely? <laughs> could be doing you know anything but this is just there's something so serene I mean you know even in March we were all sitting here in jumpers and we had our flask of Horlicks and made the old guys laugh they're like do people still drink that <laughs> <laughs> I love a Horlicks 
that was right over our heads. So 10.36 was my last one last night. Yeah. And we're currently on quarter past. Yeah. They're still coming, aren't they? <laughs> hard, doesn't it, to see? Yeah. Gone quiet that night, isn't it? Yeah. I think nothing we nearly done, aren't we, really? I had a lot more bats returning, actually, at my roost last night. Yeah. Um, I think they've given birth. Yeah. That's normally the sign, isn't it, if they start coming back within the hour? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on... What's that say? 237 is what I'm on. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's less then. Oh, where is he? I know there's two of them there. Yeah. Well, I would say they're giving birth, aren't they? Yeah. That's why. Because we had 313 last Saturday this side. Sue and Tom, have you got the same amount? Yeah, roughly, yeah. What have you got? 198. Are you good at maths? No. <laughs> Hold on. It's bad as me, I've got a pen. It's that time of night, isn't it? 198. 198. <laughs> this is what we did last week. So what, we had 237? Yeah. 435. 435? Yeah. So we're three short. That's not bad. Very good. And Wendy's noted that bats are coming back a bit earlier. Um, they're starting to return to roost, which probably suggests they've given birth. Great stuff. So when are you, how, how often are you counting this roost then through the summer? Are you going to do a couple more? Are you going to carry on monitoring this for the rest of the summer? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Um, we're hoping, obviously, to count when all the babies are flying. Um, I intend to sort of come fortnightly at the moment. And then we're hoping to obviously double the amount of bats that we're getting at the moment when all the babies are born. And then I'm interested to see how long they are here until they go to their hibernation roosts. So I will be coming throughout September, early October. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much for inviting me along. It's been brilliant, this has. It's been great fun, hasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. A massive thanks to Wendy Priest for having me along for the evening. We've put a link in the show notes to Wendy's social media, more information about Laycock, as well as the Wiltshire Bat Group's website. I hope you've enjoyed this second instalment of Series 5. Please tell the world about BatChat on your social media channels and we'll be back in two weeks' time where, to meet our next guest, I had to get on a boat. See you then. I'm going to leave you with five minutes of Soprano Pipistrelle Roost Chatter as they gather at the entrance to their roost on a June evening. It's worth putting on a pair of headphones for this and sitting somewhere quiet, closing your eyes and take yourself back to the summer.
What did you think of this episode? If you can please leave a quick comment about the show in the ratings and review section, we'd really appreciate it. It helps other listeners to discover our podcast.